Hi there, welcome to Hops and Elbow Drops. It's Sean here, a resident um, beer, craft beer expert or overall beer expert. Um, today, uh, oh, and also. Yes, hi, it's uh, Alex here, your uh, wrestling expert. Um, today, yeah, Sean's going to introduce our our uh, beer in air quotes. Um, yeah, so to celebrate the um, topic of today is uh, Mr. Goldberg. Goldberg and the um, the the sombrero impersonator himself, Brock Lesnar. Um, we're enjoying a bottle of Thor's Hammer barley wine from Capital City. I said sorry, Capital City. We're the Capital City, Central City Brewing in BC. Um, it's a very strong barley wine. Uh, nice. Uh, sweet flavors coming from it, maltiness. A little bit of uh, harshness, but that's to be expected from a beer at 11.5%. If it didn't have any harshness, then I'd be quite worried. Probably fall, be falling off the chair right now, to be honest. Um, pretty tasty, nice full mouthfeel, definitely a sipper. Um, but yeah, if you have a chance to get a hold of this, it's at the LCBO at the moment, if you're in Ontario. Um... I'm guessing it's going to be widely released because it's coming out late from BC. Um, it's a great one to pick up. If you're into cellaring, take it, put it on a shelf, and let it wait. You know, maybe buy a couple, drink one now, drink one in a year from now. Kind of deal. Uh, yeah. What would you describe it as, Alex, when you took a sip? Um, if someone, like, ate a ton of barley and then pissed in a cup. You see... I'm not a big fan of this one, and I'm not going to put it down to any failure in craftsmanship by the our excellent uh, brewers today, but um, i not a big fan of barley, barley wines. Yeah, they're a little bit... Gross. More, they're not gross. They're, uh, no, mm, there's uh, lots of complexities to them. They're great beer. If you're into barley wine, um, we do a great barley wine at Covered Bridge. All right, come on. <laughs> this isn't the Covered Bridge show. It's, a, it's, a, um, it's an award-winning beer. All right. Anyways, um, so I'm just saying these things to try and make you drink more. Mm. This, uh, mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. To, this is just great stuff. Um, <laughs> tonight, yeah. All right. We're for the occasion of the 2016 WWE Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Yes, Pirate Vince. Um, we're with the main event of that event of that show will of course be, um, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Goldberg returning after, uh, more than 10 years of retirement. Um, he's got a gray beard now. He does have a gray beard now. Um, we're just going to take a nice, nice look at that. It's more yeah, of a goatee, goatee really. It's like, but when he came back, actually, so like, this yeah. is, I think the picture is taken from before. Yeah. We're looking at a, an old picture, I think. But yeah, um, Goldberg. Uh, was a, le- well, and is, I guess, a legendary WCW star. Um, he came onto the scene in the late 90s, went on a tear of, um, excuse me. Streak? Well, the, the streak in the, in WCW, like, claimed in kayfabe was over 175. I can't remember exactly what it was. I just read a tweet from uh, Dave Meltzer with someone asking what the actual streak was, and he said he couldn't remember. It was legitimately over 100, but around that point, WCW couldn't help themselves and started embellishing it, and then people knew it was bullshit. So it kind of fell apart, and they had to felt they had to break it after that because people didn't really believe it anymore. Yeah, and I guess we get but, to see the real broken match for the streak. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. So yeah, we want the collection of what matches we watched. It's just I'm trying to impersonate what happens later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know if that was a good impression. Um, a little faster. True. The collection of matches we're watching are pulled from the WWE Network um, from the Goldberg Who's Next collection. Um, if you just if you have the WWE Network, it's very easy to find. It'll probably it's being heavily advertised right now for some reason. I can't imagine why. Um, but we started off with the first match in that collection, which is just Goldberg's first match when he is being portrayed as this gigantic fucking dude that nobody knows who he is. Yeah. So he fights a dude who's uh, 
What's his name even? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I just know he's a big, big heavy set dude wearing a. Um, he did a backflip off the top rope. He did do a backflip off the top rope. That was pretty rad. Yeah. No, he's also that. wearing a singlet covered in multicolored question marks. Yeah, he kind of um, reminded me of a fatter version of Jim Carrey's. Uh, well, that's what I was thinking about too. Um, yeah. The Riddler. The Riddler. Yeah. Um, I don't. That's the Riddle, I guess. Who was the? Right. Yeah. Um, he knew what was coming with us watching the show tonight, so he decided to... Backflip to his doom? Well, no, no <laughs> the, the question mark. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a mystery Who man. Am I? Um, it seemed like the crowd was into him. He seemed like maybe the comedy kind of character. People seemed to like him. Um, Goldberg kicked his ass. Yeah, they, they kind of, like, sparred off a little well, like, pretty even at the start. Yeah, they spent about two minutes of and even then, stuff, and then, yeah. And then Goldberg just, like, spears him. And picks him up. Jack yeah. hammers him. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Goldberg obviously didn't look exactly very... Um, He's pretty I, green. Yeah, I mean, he always kind of looks a little bit green anyways. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a pretty fun little match to watch. Very short. Good one through. He goes, uh, Jim Cornette? Is I don't think it's Jim Cornette. I, oh, oh, you mean... Uh, the, the, uh, uh, fuck, yeah, the old guy... Um, no, from WWE. The anyway, yeah, the oh goddamn, I'm not gonna be the ring announcer. Yeah, anyway, the legendary, legendary ring, uh, former WWE ring announcer. Um, goes we, Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah, Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah, and so they he goes to uh, interview interview Goldberg after, and Goldberg just like nothing, just silent, just fucking stonewalls him, gives him nothing, and like walks away, and then Big Gene Okerlund. Mean Gene. Mean one. Gene. Sorry, I obviously bad. It's been a long week. It's um, all good. He chases. He like kind of like wanders after Goldberg as if he's like um, I don't know some celebrity at some event. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like kind of like a fan of Goldberg. So that was be. Goldberg's first um, victory. Yeah. And that was his very first match, and it was just on a random Monday Nitro. And we're gonna jump ahead here to. Um, Goldberg versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, the big gold belt. For Goldberg. Goldberg, um, yes. And up to this point, um, along the way, yeah. Goldberg got recognized as a very scary dude. Yeah. Winning a bunch of matches. Yeah. And he obviously needed some security detail to come along with mm. him. Maybe to protect himself from the NWO, maybe because he was so dangerous that maybe he, if he didn't have the security detail around him... He would lose his mind and just start attacking random people. Yeah. yeah. Even though he was, like, there saying, like, oh, hey, high fives to, like, my, my young fans. <laughs> the kiddies, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Goldberg's, like, security detail going out there. Some crappy NWO version of Hulk Hogan walks down. I think he, like, slithers down the stage. Oh, my God. He does that thing where he's, like... Through. Playing air guitar on his fucking and the on the NW on his title, yeah. uh, which he has spray painted NWO on because of course he has. Yeah. Um, he's orange as usual. As Just always, give me yeah. Updated. Uh, yeah. The Hulk Hogan orange watch is on a uh, full orange alert right now. Yeah. Um, code orange. Code orange. Don't gawk at it. <sighs> fucking oh, that's really bad. That's extremely bad. Just like Hulk Hogan's wrestling. Yeah. Not good. Which ha- which ex- it's showing. There was showing. So in this match, yeah, we're not going to go that far into it probably, but just like little highlights of it. When you watch this match, there's going to be a test of strength. Yes. Classic and, Hulk Hogan test of strength. And Hulk Hulkster just like goes into that mercy fight basically with Goldberg. Yeah. And like right away he's like down on his knees. He can't get up. He's trying to get up. And the only way the Hulkster can get out of this test of strength against Goldberg, who is mm. freakishly strong, yeah. obviously, is to go to the ropes. And Which I don't think Hulkster usually likes to give up like that. Usually he does like the whole... Well, he's a heel now, right? He does the whole Hulk up. and Yeah, he's a heel now. So now he uses heel tactics. Right. Mm. Mm. So he's, he's, he's scared for a real fight. Um, right. Yeah, so Goldberg uh, gets the spear, gets the pile driver, beats Hulk, becomes the champion. Excuse me, yes, the jackhammer becomes the the world uh, the WCW champion, 
Um, everyone loses their minds. We should mention the crowd is so into Goldberg right now. They love Goldberg. They're losing their goddamn minds. And honestly, it's a pretty awesome spectacle. Goldberg yeah, is exciting to watch. When he's coming out, especially like the whole security like so basically he like bursts from like some sort of dressing room and like is followed by a group of people and his music goes on. It's like it's like one of those Undertaker like Entrance is not as yeah. like, mystical and everything like that, <clears throat> but like the length of it. It's 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 and long it's and it has a consistent like theme to it and feel to it. Yeah, it has a sustained theme too. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's just like you're watching it and all of a sudden you get kind of bored of him walking, especially with the security detail. It makes a lot more sense now if you're watching the 2K17 commercial, game, yeah, commercial with him being followed like that. It makes yeah, a whole lot more sense. Exactly. If you, take that into consideration because when he was in the WWE which we're going to talk about later he didn't have that security detail at least really not in the two away. matches we yeah. watched yeah it really took away from he was just like some guy walking backstage <laughs> with the cameras following him because he was that dangerous exactly, but I guess yeah. he, just, he went through anger management at that point he didn't need the the armed guard anymore maybe they had a shock fence up and he had like a little shock collar thingy that was built into well his... don't worry we'll get to shocks soon enough yeah shockingly so yeah, yeah, Goldberg wins. I was really actually surprised myself. Did he beat Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the streak continues, and yeah, and then we went, we watched um, Goldberg versus DDP for great match. Yeah, it, for the for uh, Goldberg's championship at Halloween Havoc '98. Yep, the match is um, themed by the way, Trick or Bang. Trick or Bang. Um, yeah, yeah, that speaks for itself. Holy that God, is that. extremely bad. Did they just name it recently? Quite possibly, this is a name decided by WWE and and when making this collection. Hmm. Don't call it that. It's very bad. Doesn't make any sense. Um. So yeah, um, this was just this is a really good match. If you're gonna watch any match just for like, we want to see a Goldberg match and you want to see a good entertaining match, this is probably the best one because DDP is an excellent wrestler. Mm. They work really well together. Um, DDP sells really well and he kind of covers up Goldberg's flaws, which are that he's kind of green and he doesn't always execute the moves as, as perfectly as he could. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what, it's not much to say about that except that Goldberg is a face champ and, uh, DDP is a face challenger. And at the end of the match, uh, Goldberg helps DDP to his feet and they like, they hold each other's arms up and it's actually pretty great that like, you have a face in WCW all places. You have a face versus face where nobody turns heel before, during, or after the match. Yeah, no swerve. No swerve. Were... I mean, maybe there was a swerve on Nitro the next night, but yeah. we didn't watch Nitro the next night, so we're doing okay. Um, well, we've now talked about WCW for uh, more or less like 10 minutes, which means it's about time for our first stupid nonsense swerve. Swerve! 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 And uh, that means it's time for Goldberg versus Kevin Nash. Welcome to the Swerve of the Night, folks. Tonight's Swerve is brought to you by Snickers. Was this at Starcade? Yeah. Yeah, Starcade 1998. Um, Goldberg defended his title against extremely large man and sad weak quad owner Kevin Nash. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. His 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 stick is that he's tall and maybe like a he's a cool star. and he is a big daddy. Big daddy. He's like a he's like a pimp of sorts. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I have nothing else to say about uh, Kevin Nash. So this match uh, was like fine, I guess. It wasn't terrible by yeah. any means for the most part. Um, it was a lot slower than the one against DDP simply because uh, Kevin Nash is big and slow. Yeah. Um, and he does dwarf Goldberg. Like, it takes a gigantic dude to make Goldberg look small. But against Kevin Nash, Goldberg uh, looks just... Ooh, he looks like a little man. Yeah. And they, they wrestle it out. And... Yeah, and like it goes both back and forth, and both guys have their moments. Uh, ultimately, Goldberg is dominating. And I think he hits, he hits the spear, and, and he does manage to hit the jackhammer. Yeah, and then... And then... And then... What's happening here is, um, well, first, mm. someone, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Even before Bam Bam Bigelow, like, just some fucking dude. 
Yeah. Who wanted to be in the NWO Wolfpack, I think. Came out and he gets destroyed. Yeah, Goldberg and just then, fucking kills and him. And then Bigelow comes out and Goldberg throws him over the ring. Yeah. And then, just as something's about to happen, that Goldberg's about Goldberg's to get... Goldberg's getting ready for a spear, I think. Yeah. Another spear, because Kevin Nash is getting up. And um, Scott Hall comes in, dresses the security detail guy, and yeah. hits, shocks, swerve, swerve, uh, swerve, Scott Hall shocks Goldberg with... What? A cattle prod. We're going to call it a cattle prod. They also call it a... Uh, Taser. Uh, a stun gun. Stun gun, uh, yeah, They call it a stun, stun gun, gun. Oh, but also a cattle prod. Yeah. I like the cattle stun prod, prod. things better because it's, it's just kind of evokes how really genuinely stupid this angle is. But yeah. yeah. Cattle prod. They fucking shock him with a cattle prod. It's quite shocking. And the gold turn. And then Kevin Nash wins. Because Kevin Nash picks him up, does a really <laughs> shitty powerbomb. Yeah. Uh, he, well, it's his finish was the jackknife powerbomb. Yeah, but it's just like it wasn't a good. He didn't do a good what version no. of it, but that is his. He did a, his finisher too. Yeah, his quads um, are probably given out on. <laughs> you joke, but I bet if we looked it up, his quads may have given out on <laughs> at that exact moment. Um, that moves us along to. We're gonna skip some other stuff. Yeah, well, we'll just quickly talk about um, a match that we kind of watched bits of and skipped over from Sold Out. Sold spelled S O U L E D. Sold Out, nineteen ninety nine. Oh, right, Goldberg yeah, gets his revenge on Scott Hall in a stun gun ladder match. When Scott Hall started talking, we couldn't stand it anymore. Yeah. He has uh, a really deep voice. He also has a voice like he was on just incredibly large amounts of heroin, which he may well have been. Yeah. Um, not to make light of the man's very public uh, drug issues, but uh, he had some very public drug issues and was... Quite, it was almost. Fucking it wasn't as boy. like Jeff. It's not I mean, as, he was still able to wrestle. Like, Hardy. no, not as bad but, as Jeff Hardy at TNA that one pay per view. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we we yeah we skipped through this match just to try and find the good bit at the end, and we got it. Scott Hall gets climbs. So we should explain what a stun gun ladder match is. Um, stun gun top ring. Yeah, and it, like a ladder yeah, match maybe. is there's a the title hanging at the top of the ring, and you have to climb the ladder and get the title to win. In this match, there's a stun gun hanging at the top of the ring, and you have to get the stun gun and stun your opponent with it to win. So the, what happens is Scott Hall gets the stun gun, and he tries to hit Goldberg, Goldberg gets out of the way. He tries to hit Goldberg, and Goldberg grabs his arm and holds the stun gun up, and then Goldberg, uh, the stun gun gets tossed out of the ring, Goldberg beats Scott Hall to it, and they have this really fucking dumb standoff where yeah. like Goldberg could just hit him with the stun gun, but instead... He, like, throws the stun gun up in the air, and then when Scott Hall looks for it, he spears him. And then he picks him up and jackhammers him. And then he spends, like, ten minutes waving the stun gun in the air and hyping up the crowd, and then he stun guns him. Yeah, and just, like, a quick shock. Yeah, it was... Because NWO is coming on their way out. Bam Bam Bigelow comes out again. Bam Bam Bigelow runs out, but then he gets Stone Cold Stunner slash Diamond Cuttered by some dude. I don't even know who yeah. it was. He was with DDP, but it wasn't DDP that did yeah. it. I don't know. It was pretty, pretty fun. Pretty rad. Yeah. And, and we... Yeah. So next up, we skip over the rest of Goldberg's WCW run because it involves Bret Hart. And for those of you who don't know, I think we may have talked about it two weeks ago. Um, Goldberg ended Bret Hart's career with a misplaced kick that uh, hit Bret very hard in the head and fucked him up. So we didn't really want to watch that because that's kind of Damn. shitty and uncomfortable. Yeah. So we skipped ahead to Goldberg's appearance in WWE. Um, Goldberg came back at a time when The Rock was just kind of coming back from his his movie, his first foray into the world of film. Um, and The Rock's doing this big spiel about, like, uh, you know, uh, The Rock's beating everybody. The Rock's beating Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H. Who else? Kurt Angle. Uh, and um, and then he's like, there's there's no one left for the Rock to face. Who's who's? And he's, I think he may or may not actually say the words "Who's next?" And the crowd is chanting Goldberg at him. They of know course, what happened. yeah. He, they and he do. makes a joke about his his lawyer, his accountant, accountant uh, Leslie Ira Gold- Goldberg. <laughs> Ira Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. And then later mm-hmm. on at the end of his this promo, Goldberg comes out. They face off. Goldberg spears him. Mm-hmm. Jack hammers him. Yep. 
And, uh, that's the end. and then he just leaves. And he also says something along the lines of, Hey, Rock, you want to know who's next? Yeah. You're next! I was like, wow, very inspired promo work there. Good job, um, Yeah. We kind of skipped over um, Goldberg versus Rock, so we could only watch so many matches. We skipped ahead to Goldberg versus Triple H. Turns out that was an R8 match. Yeah, that, it, it was fine. Uh, it wasn't anything special. They're doing this whole thing where Triple H is being Ric Flair, and so he does the figure four. He does all the yeah. little... Uh, knee stuff, he does a lot of dirty tricks, pulls up the sledgehammer, bonks Goldberg with the sledgehammer, Goldberg powers through, Goldberg wins the title. Um, yeah, Goldberg, Trips can't just, just can't beat Goldberg at this point, they're really hyping up Goldberg as something big, exciting. Yeah. And, um, they really want to hype him up as much as they can, because it doesn't seem like he's going to leave the, uh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, so, um, many of you may know, and we have already talked about it, that Goldberg retired, um, about 10 years ago now, he actually retired in 2004. So um, his final match was at WrestleMania 2004 against one uh, Bork Laser. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Um, it's, it's funny that that's, that match seems familiar. I don't know why everyone seems to be talking about this match from 12 years ago that is famous for being one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. But they are. Um, WWE is hyping up this Survivor Series clash of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. They're hyping it through the roof. But the other thing they hype up through the roof, the WWE Network, provides a nice, easy way for fans to go back and watch how that went down the first time. And it was brutal. Yeah, they even had, a, they had Stone Cold as the special guest referee. At this point, he's going around on an ATV. At one point, Brock Lesnar steals the ATV, not in the match, but in the promo. Yeah. Um shenanigans were a front uh, mm-hmm. foot. I mean, Brock Lesnar gets attacked by Goldberg during his match against Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're looking up for the some stuff about Brock being very entertaining, oh my god, look up his his thing with Eddie Guerrero. There was some, they, there was some good shit there. Both Brock obviously had a, Brock yeah. showing emotion. Mm-hmm. Was really impressive. Fuck. Um, until Sable came along and just whipped him into shape. Um. Mm-hmm. But then, anyways... Um, so the story behind this match yeah. is that Goldberg was leaving the company. And so even though Goldberg was the face in this feud, they were going to have Brock just kick his ass. Because they were so mad that he was leaving. Because nobody says no to the WWE. They wanted to give him a big contract, and he was just like, didn't want to work with Vince, because Vince is an asshole. And so he was just going to quit, and he was going to do his own thing. And they were pissed off about that. So they were going to have Brock kick his ass... Everybody was, like, kind of against Goldberg because they knew he was leaving. The fans were, like, getting a little smarter at this point. They were starting to know what was going on behind the scenes a little bit. But then, um, shortly before WrestleMania, Brock um, refused to sign a contract extension because he wanted to go play or try out for the NFL. Um, And so they were both leaving. And so deflated, the creative team was kind of like, oh, well, let's just have Goldberg win because he's the face, so who cares? Everything sucks. And yeah, this this match did suck. And they like circle around the ring. The only entertaining thing was really like Steve Austin. Well, let's just start off by saying how this about the crowd because that is I think the key to this match is that within like seconds of the bell ringing, there is a chant of "You sold out!" like loud and for an extended period of time, it just doesn't stop. And the chants don't stop. They just keep they keep going. They start changing a little bit. Like there's "You sold out." There was. like, even just, like, I think, fuck you. Yeah. Like, all these, like... A lot of people giving out the middle finger. Yeah, there's a lot of chanting at, or... There was na 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 hey hey goodbye. goodbye. That was a good one. Uh, that was a good one. Very well coordinated. Yeah. Um, Very well done. Um, yeah, it was... And I think that directly contributed to how bad the match was, because, like, I think neither Goldberg nor Brock were expecting this. They didn't know how to deal with it, and so a lot of it was just them kind of circling each yeah. other. I think they may have been waiting for the crowd to calm down a little bit, or also just, like, basically being, like, you know, fuck you to the crowd, because it's like, you know, if, if you guys hate this so much, then we're not going to hurt ourselves, yeah. like, doing this, especially when, I guess Goldberg just had his life as a father to look forward to, and I don't know if he was looking forward to being a father at this point, but he had, he didn't necessarily have any big plans to look forward to, although mm-hmm. Brock had... A lot of plans, as yeah. it turned out, for what he was going to do after leaving the WWE. But, um, I mean, listen, they eventually did do things. 
And some of those things were fine. Like Goldberg went for a spear and Brock ducked and Goldberg smashed his shoulder into the post. That was fun. That was cool. Yeah. Um, let's be real here. Uh, this match, our internet started having problems halfway through and we got disconnected and we just said fuck it and didn't watch the rest of the match because it was pretty just dreadful. Don't ruin uh, Survivor Series for yourself and watch this match before. Yeah. It's not really necessary. No. Um, not it's necessary be, viewing. Well, it might make the match worse. Honestly, yeah. Like, just just avoid it. I would recommend... Watch a match. Yeah. This might be a good one because both of them aren't... Like, yeah, like, I, I, I'm not going to say don't watch this Survivor Series because this Survivor Series um, is going to... It's going to be a Survivor? It's... Is it going to make it? We're going to talk about this year's Survivor Series in a minute. Um, i just like to say the overview of these matches we've talked about today. If you want a good Goldberg experience... I really recommend checking out um, the Goldberg versus DDP from Halloween Havoc, uh, 1998. It was yeah the best match we watched, and just kind of the best version of the Goldberg experience with the full entrance and the the crowd and the um the, all the fireworks and everything. And it's still in WCW. It's just a really really good match with a really just good example of what Goldberg was yeah. as a phenomenon and as a wrestler. Um, so yeah, so we're just going to move on quickly and do a quick, uh, rundown of this year's Survivor Series, Survivor Series 2016. Um, and Survivor Series this year is, is pretty important. I, uh, it, I believe it is the, um, the 30th Survivor Series ever. So that makes it pretty significant. Um, it's also going to be in Toronto, Canada, which is, you know, our home country and it's, it's, uh place we've both been many times unfortunately we won't be there in, we were at waiting, this one we were waiting for the for vince to send us the tickets but he just never did i think yeah our, be a media outlet for it but our never, tickets i think got lost in the mail it, yeah it yes might like. want you might have gotten them back and um they might have put our names as cian mallard and alec johnson yeah i think i think it was just a little mix up there yeah so yeah, so we're doing something a little different. We're going to do our first ever uh, breakdown of a pay-per-view. This is one of the big four, and it's WWE's trying to make Survivor Series into a big deal this year. Because they're trying to do Raw versus SmackDown. Exactly. And I think with Raw versus SmackDown, they'll finally have some, something they haven't had in a few years when Survivor Series seemed lame. They have this new tool to make the Survivor Series match seem interesting. Um Maybe we'll just do a rundown for our, our listeners who aren't quite as experienced with wrestling up to what a traditional Survivor Series match is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so a Survivor Series match um, is it's a, two teams. Survivor. It's, Survivor. There are two teams of five. Life. And they it's Life kind teams. of like a, a tag team match where like only one person from each team is in at a time and they can tag out to any of their partners. So you can tag out to any of four people. But when someone gets a pin, instead of one team just losing, the pin person is out of the match, and that team is now down to four people, and then three, and then two, and then one, etc. And so, um, yeah, this—I mean—that's just a, a great way uh, tool for storytelling. You know, you can you can just have a down like someone fight their way back from being down like one against three. You can you know have like it go down to one versus one, and then bring that make that match last a really long time. It's like this like ultimate showdown kind of thing. You can play around with a lot of different matches between wrestlers without having to commit to a full match. Like, you can give people a little bit of taste of um, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens or um, the match I think we've all been waiting for, uh, Shane McMahon versus Chris Jericho. You know, little bits like that. Yeah. Um, Did you say Shane McMahon? Oh, you don't know. What is that? I forgot about that. Well, there's been a development since uh, the last time we talked about these teams. Oh, yeah, Shane McMahon's fighting because they couldn't get... He replaced Baron Corbin. I didn't watch the episode, so I don't know why. I just know that he did. Um, so we're just going to go through the matches. There's no, um, there's no hell in the cell. There's no cage to jump off of. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. Gonna go coast I think coast. he's going to get murdered by Braun Strowman, honestly. <laughs> That's his role in this match. Okay, we're going to go from top to bottom. We're just going to do a quick overview. Um, this bottom is gonna... to top, maybe? Might be yeah, that's what I mean. Um... Uh, we're going to do a quick overview. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time, hopefully. Uh, first up is the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, tight. Pirate versus a luchador. Yeah, so the Cruiserweight division is exclusive to Monday Night Raw. Cruiserweights are anyone under 205 pounds. Um, 
and it's Brian Kendrick is the current champion. Uh, he was a, I believe, semifinalist or quarterfinalist in the cruiserweight. Yeah, semifinalist in the cruiserweight classic tournament that took place this summer. Um, if you have the WWE Network, uh, you should check that out. It was a really, really fun event. A lot of really good matches. Uh, anyway, Brian Kendrick is the current champion. He's a cheating heel um, mm-hmm. and also a wily veteran. He's going up against Kalisto, who is from SmackDown, but is a very small, flippy luchador. So um, people have been speculating that he might end up getting traded to Raw because he is just such a talent. Although according to this little thing on Wikipedia, it says here, if Kalisto wins the title, the cruiserweight division will transfer to SmackDown, which seems like it would be rad as hell because SmackDown needs more shit. And the cruiserweights get kind of overshadowed on Raw. So the the whole cruiserweight division would just jump over. Listen, that's what it says there. The, the championship, oh, the not division, just the championship, the, the division. whole division. That'd make a lot more sense, to be honest. Yeah, because you can bring in a lot more talent. And I mean, like you, I think you definitely want the cruiserweights on the show with Daniel Bryan on it, legendary uh, small wrestler and the, one of the guys who called the cruiserweight championship um, this past summer or the tournament rather. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's a good match. I'm looking forward to it. Kalisto's a good wrestler, but he doesn't always get a chance to shine. Well, he hasn't been having a lot of chances lately. Exactly. Like, I can't remember. Like, he had some good matches, like, but it's been a while. Like, I can't, like, the last time I remember being excited about a Kalisto thing was, like, back in TLC yeah. last well, like, year. Yeah, the thing is, like, they're going to put on a good match. I think it's a very safe bet by the WWE. Mm-hmm. And if you give a Kalisto the belt, um, it doesn't, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey. And it's also not a bad thing because if they do, Kalisto does happen to get the the belt. It means we get to watch them on SmackDown yeah. on uh, Tuesday. So. And I think um, I'm okay with that. I think Kalisto needs to be in that cruiserweight division because I'll uh, just he'll have such a higher quality, higher tier of talent to work with. Because clearly they don't think he's good enough to be wrestling with the top guys. No. But if you just keep putting him getting beaten up by Baron Corbin over and over again, that doesn't help anybody. No. Um, yeah, so a lot of hope for this match. It's going to be a good match either way. Both yeah. Great wrestlers, so. For sure. Uh, so next we're going to talk about the Intercontinental Championship match, um, which is the Intercontinental Championship is currently on uh, SmackDown. It's held by Dolph Ziggler, uh, who won it from The Miz in an excellent, excellent match at uh, Backlash or yeah. Payback. Would be no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't wait. Backlash. It was Payback? No, Payback is in the winter it's it was um, the last pay-per-view anyways <laughs> uh unforgiven there's so many now fuck i don't know the last smackdown pay-per-view anyway uh he won it from the miz in an excellent amazing match you should really check out if you um can find it uh wb network's your best bet but you know there are always other other ways of finding these things um he's gonna face Sami Zayn from raw so if if sammy wins he'll take the intercontinental championship back with him to raw um Listen, I don't know if Sammy will win because I don't think they can really have the Intercontinental title and... It suck for Sammy. But... Just make him lose to Dolph? It does, it does suck for Sammy to lose to Dolph, um, but... Lose to everyone. On the other hand, I think these guys are going to put on an amazing match regardless. Or somehow Sammy Zayn ends up back ends up on SmackDown because he has no, there's no room for I mean, him. it's possible you just propose a straight-up trade Sammy for Kalisto after this thing right yeah if uh the cruiserweight division gets Kalisto and smackdown gets Sami Zayn and gives him a chance to shine in that main event picture with uh ambrose and styles yeah that'd be pretty awesome plus like come on i want a real Sami Zayn versus john cena match after uh that was that was yeah. the match that sammy hurt his shoulder in uh last yeah. year anyway uh so now we're getting into the survivor series elimination matches and this first one is the tag team one, and it's kind of ridiculous. You know how we were saying that Survivor Series traditional match is a five-on-five elimination match? Well, because it's a tag team match, this is a ten-on-ten elimination match. And, like, I was just looking through this mm-hmm. SmackDown list, and... Yes? Did you have something to say about that? They look really good. You know? <laughs> they look really good compared to the now, I'd have to double-check the rules on this, so I'm not sure if a 10-on-10 10 10 elimination tag team match means that... Um, <laughs> Imagine everyone lined up on well, the Well, if when a member of a team gets eliminated, does their whole team will get eliminated, or just them? They probably do if the team gets that eliminated. That probably makes more se- sense, but it would be interesting if you just had, like, you know, 10 dudes, and they all, it has to be 10 eliminations yeah, for someone to win. Cool. 
Um, so let's just go run through the teams. Gonna walk away. We haven't really been giving. Uh, we didn't really explain who Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn are, but they're pretty well-known wrestlers these days. So you can probably just look them up. Yeah. But we'll just give a quick, brief descriptions of these teams and who these people are. So Team Raw uh, is captained by the New Day, the most exciting, awesome, fun thing in wrestling. You can buy their their, right their breakfast cereal online. Bootios. Sure, you can. Bootios. They make sure you, you ain't booty. booty. Um. We should get a box of bootios. Um, yeah, they're made up of Big Biggie, who's a, a large ex-football player, who's a big, fun guy, who knows how to uh, shake his pelvis. Yeah, a lot. Um, Kofi Kingston, got the hops. Uh, he's a vet. He's been around for the longest of this team, and he's been around. He's he's been around for quite a while now. That the, the turnover in the WWE's gotten pretty high. He used high. to be a Jamaican guy, and then he got found <laughs> <he got laughs> yeah. Someone gave a phone call to his parents <laughs> and discovered he wasn't actually Jamaican, and then the jig was up. Um, <laughs> finally, Xavier Woods, um, who is often the the mascot of the team, although he does wrestle sometimes. As well, he sits on the sidelines, plays his trombones, interferes occasionally. Yeah. And he has an excellent uh, gaming channel on YouTube that you should uh, take a look up, at. Up, down, down. Up, up, down, down. Keep it tight. Um, that is their actual catchphrase. Next up, the team of Seamus and Cesaro, who, oh god, I don't know if I'm Seamus anymore. is from the teenage newest teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, Seamus is a tie is is a tie-in character. Uh, I don't know if you know Seamus, the classic teenage mutant ninja turtles character, Seamus. <laughs> There's Bebop and Seamus, the two uh, animal uh, opponents they fight. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, this joke's going on long enough. Um, so Seamus is Irish and Cesaro is Swiss. This is their entire characters. Good. They don't like each other, but they're a team. Yeah, it's 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 like Irish, um, angry punk bodybuilder and Swiss, Swiss Superman. jacked James, James Bond. Yeah, 007, yeah. yeah. Uh, they hate each other, but they became a tag team for reasons that are too complicated and silly to explain right now. But they are a tag team and hate each other. Good. Moving right along, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, aka the Club Sandwich. I mean the Club. Um, are former, well, they were part of an organization in New Japan for Wrestling called the Bullet Club. Never which heard are, that before. Yeah, I've only heard of the club, actually. I had to yeah. look this up on Wikipedia to hear about this. Um, no, don't get why they're always, they got super chummy with, like, AJ Styles either. The Bullet Club, um, were, and were and still are to a degree, the hottest thing in wrestling, and WWE did their best part to get a piece of that action by hiring... Um, AJ Styles and Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows away from New Japan in the winter. Um, AJ has been doing quite well on SmackDown uh, and outside of SmackDown before that. Uh, Luke and Carl have not been doing super well, although they did just beat the New Day clean last week on Raw. So I think give them another push. They may be getting they, a push soon. They got a big they got a big push at the start. They lost that push. Now they're getting pushed again. Yeah, it's it's really hot and cold with them because I think. There are a lot of other teams they want to push right now, but they also don't want to lose their gigantic investment because I'm pretty sure these boys are getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. And more power to them, you know? Get that get that cash, and then if you get misused, go back to New Japan and continue being amazing wrestlers. Like, Carl Anderson put on uh, a match against Shinsuke Nakamura that is, like, one of, in, in New Japan, that is considered, like, one of the best matches of 2015. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, like... Check that out if you subscribe to New Japan World, uh, the best wrestling streaming service on the internet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, fi- uh, oh, not finally. We have no, we got Enzo Amore, Enzo and Cass. Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Um, Google, These guys ain't listen, soft. I'm not going to go through the whole shtick. Google them. Watch on their promos on YouTube. These guys are fucking awesome. You'll understand why people love them instantaneously. They One is a gigantic... Um, New York soft, soft-hearted, big-fisted fella who's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. Yeah, no, you can't teach and that. And the other is a short, amazing hair-having, leopard-print jacket-wearing... Uh, son of a gun? Former rapper, <laughs> son of a gun, um, who... Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore, spits rhymes, is just one of the most talented talkers in the business right now. Yeah, give one of their promos a look. Our next group is the Shining Stars. Okay, Fuck anyway, it. All right, yeah, yeah, moving right along. Um, <laughs> okay, listen, their gimmick is literally they're just they're Puerto Rican, and that makes them evil. It's pretty rough. What was it? They sell like... people timeshares. Yeah. Okay, let's forget about Primo and Epico. Um, okay, their their opponents are Team SmackDown, 
So the first, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, Heath Slater and Rhino. Are they still the champions? They sure are. That's great. Rhino uh, is a uh, famed um, American uh, Republican Senate candidate. Yeah. And also former ECW champion. I guess, yeah. (laughs) Um, Heath Slater is a former Golden Gloves boxing champion in, I want to say Kansas? Father of seven. Father of uh, 17 beautiful children. Seven to seven. And an in-ground pool. <laughs> no, he doesn't have He is the father of an in-ground pool. <laughs> no, does he have the ending? I thought, oh, yeah, Rhino, didn't Rhino help him put that in or something? I don't fucking know. Um, they're the tag team champions because of uh, comedy. And they're fun. And they're they are great. actually quite fun and funny. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to some New Day, Heath Slater, Rhino interactions oh, good. this weekend. <laughs> Okay, next up, the Hype Bros, Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh. They're Hype. Zack Ryder, um, former internet champion who was loathed by management and thrown down to the dumps. Mojo Riley, a former football player who is, his gimmick is still that he like acts like a linebacker or something. He's super intense. Very intense. Uh, Zack Ryder had the Intercontinental Championship at one point for a day. For literally a day. His dad looked beefier than him, so they decided that they... Even they couldn't give it to his dad because he wasn't on contract, <laughs> so they gave it to the Miz instead. Yeah, true. Next up, the fucking studs of the WWE tag team scene: American Alpha, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, um, two of the best wrestlers working for this company right now. They put on some of the greatest tag team matches I've ever seen in NXT, and now I don't even know what the fuck they're doing on SmackDown because they've got no one worthwhile to wrestle against. Um, yeah, American Alva, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, they're rad. Their gimmick is that they're actually wrestlers. They're yeah. both collegiate wrestlers who are pretty successful. Chad Gable, I think they sometimes say he's an Olympian. I'm not sure if he actually is or not. I heard that he just took his name from an Olympian, so I'm not sure. They're basically, um... Like, actual they're, wrestlers. They're basically, you know, the future team angle. Oh, yeah, like, they're the boss. Mm-hmm. I hope Kurt Angle comes back to WWE to manage them. Um, uh, next up you get the Usos, who were, like, cheerful, happy, uh, Samoan dudes with face paint for the kids, and now they are, um, angry... Jay-Z, Kanye, Jay-Z, Kanye, like, rappers, and they wear, like, uh, like, the kind of minimalist, like, black and white, um, I don't know what they call them, whatever the fuck Kanye's wearing all the time, like, that kind of weird coat thing? Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. They, they dress... Like, um, hip, wealthy rappers. Yeah, basically. And I, I like them a lot better as heels. Yeah. Shocking no one as a smart. Um, they're pretty great now. And then yeah. finally, Brazango, who are a male <laughs> model and a super sexy Fandango dancer named Fandango. Uh, Tyler Breeze um, wears furs and boas and uh, walks the ring with a selfie stick that pre- and projects his, se- his video recording onto the uh, Jumbotron. And is amazing. And uh, Fondango dances, and people do the dance with him. <laughs> right, that's your Survivor Series Tag Team Elimination match. Uh, moving on to the women's 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series Elimination match. Um, so, Team Raw, your champion. Charlotte Flair, daughter of Ric Flair. Um, dirtiest player in the game. Won the title uh, versus Sasha Banks at Survivor Series. Cool. Moving along. Bailey. We're going to have an episode about her very, very soon. She is one of the most exciting and beloved women's wrestlers currently working for WWE. Amazing. Yeah, she's so much fun to watch. She is um, maybe not yet in terms of popularity and just widespread cultural knowledge, but the female John Cena in terms of um, appealing to kids and being colorful and stuff and being just positive. Um, Nia Jax, uh, a gigantic... Um, woman who beats the shit out of people all the time and is rad AF. Yeah. She's great. Alicia Fox. Who? Um, one of the holdouts from the previous generation of women's wrestlers in WWE. Uh, she's still here. She's not terrible. She's put on, you know, she's entertaining to watch. I hope they give her, I hope, yeah, she hasn't really been given much of a chance in the new era. Uh, hopefully she gets to do some fun Wait, stuff in this match. When did, okay, never mind. Okay, and finally, uh, Sasha Banks um, is... The fucking boss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Snoop Dogg's cousin, but way more than that. Probably, possibly the best technical wrestler of the bunch. Um, yeah. And they have uh, Dana Brooke as their manager. Uh, she's Charlotte's lackey. It's a whole storyline thing. 
Team SmackDown, uh, captained by Nikki Bella. Um, there was a women's title match last week on SmackDown. I didn't watch because, you know, there was that whole American election thing going on. So I don't know who won. Uh, but Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. Becky Lynch was the champ. Alexa Bliss was the challenger. One of them won, I suppose. I'm guessing Becky. Probably Becky because she's rad. Becky is uh, the Irish last kicker. Um, she has a fucking arm breaker as her submission. Funny picture. and probably the most deepest into indie wrestling. Yeah, she came from an indie wrestling background in Europe. She's pretty rad. Alexa Bliss. Um, Har- her gimmick's like being Harley Quinn. Uh, she's angry and gets frustrated when the ref doesn't immediately count her opponents out. Um, Carmella. Um, she used to hang out with from New the, Jersey. She used to hang out with the Enzo and Cass, and, and now she's bad. Yeah. Na- Naomi. Um, is a rave dance girl, and she's fucking rad as hell, and has sick outfits, and is a probably good one of the best wrestlers. In yeah, Naomi's pretty, Naomi's pretty athletic. good. Yeah, she's you know, she does all sorts of crazy flippy shit, and it's fun. Yeah. Uh, finally, the um, men's five on five Survivor Series elimination match teams: Team Raw, Kevin Owens. Oh, can't wait till we do an episode on him. Um, your WWE Universal Champion. Um, yeah, Chris Jericho, his best friend. He has great scarves. Love scarves. Can't believe. Don't want to be on his list. Yeah. Um, and you better not reject one of his scarves. Can't believe stupid that. idiots. He can't. The thing is, he's on a team where no one wants to wear a scarf. It's he madness, it. really. And Chris Jericho, of course, is also a legendary, legendary We're gonna uh, do it wrestler. We're going to do it. We'll get to him eventually. He's also, one of the things he's best known for is reinventing himself over the course of his career. And his latest reinvention is a hilarious lackey to current Universal Champion Kevin Owens. It's great. We love to watch him. He's one of our favorites right now. Next up, the man possibly we have talked the most about without giving an episode to. Right to Roman Reigns. Yeah, big dude, good wrestler, terrible talker, given bad lines. Um... He's Roman Reigns. Everyone hates him, even though he's a face. His character's pretty inconsistent. Um, yeah, yeah basically. moving right along. Braun Strowman, big, strong, beats people up. Used to be part of the Wyatt family, which is like a swamp cult that we'll talk more about in a sec. Is no longer that. Oh, yeah, what's going to happen with that during the match? It's a subplot, my man. Uh, finally, uh, for Team Raw, Seth Rollins. Um, former WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, former member of The Shield with Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, the Shield were like this super elite tag team that They're gonna ended up winning. They're going to have a face off in this match. Yeah, when anyway, Rollins... They're going to have a little Roman... Sorry. Roman, Seth, and Dean are going to have a face off just randomly in this match. Any money. Quite possibly. Um, yeah, they like to bring up the Shield thing a lot. Seth Rollins was a heel for a long time. Now he's kind of a face because he's feuding with um, KO, my boy. Yeah, he's an extremely good wrestler, extremely talented. Um, next up, Team SmackDown, AJ Styles, your world heavyweight champion. Um, yeah, your WWE champion. Fuck, he's so good. AJ Styles, possibly best wrestler in the world. Um, put on excellent matches. And if you're looking for his WWE stuff, most recently at SummerSlam, he had a match with John Cena, which is one of me one of the best matches by the end of the year, possibly the best WWE match of the year. Um, I'd say go ahead and just look that up ASAP. It's so good. And, you know, John Cena kind of... John Cena has benefited from working with the best, some of the best wrestlers in the world, but he shows in this match that he can roll with the best of them and tell a great story in the ring as well. Uh, so next up, Dean Ambrose, your previous WWE world champion before AJ Styles. Um, and just a really fun wrestler. He was in The Shield with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. He's one crazy dude. One crazy dude. Um, he his his logo is his his last initial A with a circle around it, aka the anarchy symbol. So that's fun. Uh, you know, letting you know that he's he's wet and wild. Um, he loves that South Park humor. Um, and moving right along, Bray Wyatt, leader of aforementioned Wyatt family swamp cult. How is he going to interact with Braun? No one knows yet. We'll find out. It's part of the story. Also, he was feuding with Randy. I haven't been following the storyline at all, but the next member is Randy Orton. Snake, RKO to nowhere guy. Fucking look up the vines. They're rad. They're lit, I might even say. Um, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton were feuding, but now they're buds? I, yeah, I haven't been watching SmackDown. I don't know what's going on. It seems weird. 
I know for a while they were telling each other these really weird, dumb, terrible stories about dudes hunting snakes and snakes hunting dudes. Anyway. They probably know each other well with their backgrounds with Yeah, Mr. both Perfect's, of these guys are third yeah, generation wrestlers, yeah. not Mr. Perfect. I thought it was Mr. Perfect. No, it was IRS. Oh right. And Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah. Mr. Perfect's kid is Axel uh Curtis right, Axel. Right, right. Um, yeah, and, and finally, uh, Shane McMahon replaced Baron Corbin for the final spot on this team. Shane McMahon, uh, commissioner of SmackDown, um, son of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He jumps Also, off he jumps off things, yeah. With, and they're going to be with Luke Harper and James Ellworth. Luke Harper is part of the Wyatt family, and James, James Ellworth... Listen, we don't have time to explain this. Um, he's a small dude who, for some reason, is he's a terrible wrestler, but is part of the story somehow. Does he have like, butts with Shane? Dog, I don't fucking know. I, I, don't, I'm, I refuse to pay attention to this terrible, bad story. Finally, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Um, yeah. We've talked this to death by now. Yeah, Brock so we don't Lesnar want to this match for you is going to murder Goldberg to death. Brock Lesnar is a professional MMA fighter who wrestles as though he were fighting for real. Goldberg is an old man who hasn't wrestled in 12 years. Listen, Goldberg may get seriously injured for realsies in this fight, this match, excuse me, this this worked Mm. wrestling match. And he, I suspect, will not want to wrestle again after this. Probably not. I'm not too upset if he... Like, no... No, I mean, I hopefully he doesn't get hurt, but like, hope I if if this match doesn't go well, hopefully he will have the sense to hang up the boots instead of continuing on. Continuing on. Although I will say that like, you know, he has a better chance to have a have a, a good positive return to wrestling if he was wrestling anyone not named Brock Lesnar. True. So yeah, let's do some. Let's just do a quick. We'll do a quick run through of who we think is going to win yeah. this match. So Brian Kendrick versus Kalisto. Um, do you want to call this one first, or do you want me to call this one? I'll call you like we'll just switch back up who gets to go first and second to kind of deal. Okay, I pick Kendrick. Yeah, I was gonna go with Kalisto just for that that idea that they could bring over the cruise rate to. Uh, it is true that just the fact that they suggested it makes me think that it might happen, but at the same time, like WWE kind of hates to shake up the status quo, so I it's think. Robert gonna... SmackDown, dude. It's true. Anyways, uh, okay, so you got Kalisto, I got Kendrick. Uh, next up, Ziggles mm-hmm. versus Zayn for the IC title. Just because of hope, I want Sami Zayn. Um, yeah, I'm going with status quo, so I'm going to stick with Ziggles. Um, I'm just saying that because if they do switch the cruiserweight, there gives a reason to get the... Just, yeah, to bring the IC title back over. But then they wouldn't have a a mid-card singles title. They'd only have, they'd have like a separate second division. Yeah, I could find something. Um, like the, the women's and the tag teams already get like shafted for time. Especially the women, obviously, who deserve a lot more time than they get. Um, next up, the Raw 10v10 match. Um... I don't fucking know, dog. Like, this... I don't know if this even matters. There's a few different ways this could go. Like, you could have this disintegrate because the Raw teams can't get along, but the SmackDown teams more or less can stay as a unit because, like, we've had all sorts of tension with Sheamus and Cesaro. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, like, have openly rejected the New Day being captains. And, like, obviously all these teams have been feuding with each other. Like, that's their whole thing. Half the team just take off halfway through. Exactly, Yeah. Um, and also that would give an opportunity for a bit of a showcase for American Alpha, which is the best thing they can do with this. Um, or you could alternately have it, Luke Garls, Gallows and Carl Anderson kind of like beat the shit out of everybody um, and make this a big coming out party for them and giving them the spotlight they deserve. Well, we'll find out. Make a call. I'm going to go with Team SmackDown. Yeah, I'm going with SmackDown too. I, I think the they're going for the Raw team falls apart because they can't get yeah. along. Uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Women's. Uh, I'm going with Team Raw. Yeah, me too. Like the three biggest stars are all on yeah. Team Raw. I love, I love, 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 love Becky Lynch, um, but they're Not just, happen. they just don't like kayfabe wise. It's nowhere near equal, and no. yeah. So yeah, so I think we're both got Team Raw on that one. Uh, finally, um, not finally, second to last. The men's singles five on five Survivor Series elimination match. Um, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Um, this is a tough one. I'm kind of leaning SmackDown because 
if you if I just look at it, they kind of look better with the exception of Shane McMahon. The one problem is that I think they're gonna might use this as a bit of a showcase for uh, Braun and Roman. Um, because those are the two people that they are want to push despite everyone else's desires. So, not the most optimistic about that. What do you think? I I haven't made a pick yet, but I'm uh, gonna go with SmackDown led by James Ellsworth. Excellent, excellent. Just um, a joke. I mean, I I'm indecisive as well about it yeah. all, but I'm gonna say that just but has to, it, my my spe- my thing has to be that James Ellsworth plays a role in the win. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Team Raw just because Roman's on it and I hate my hate. I always pick against what I want. So not always, but I am in this case. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to d- d- switch from you there. Um, finally, uh, Brock Lazer. Brock, yeah. Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Goldberg. Goldberg. Um, who you got? Brock. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, no, this is pretty obvious. Literally, only reason for Goldberg to win is if he's planning on having more wrestling matches. Yeah. Um, I guess you could set up another match with Lesnar at WrestleMania, but I don't think Goldberg would ever. They could, wait, why would he wrestle Brock twice? I, I, I mean, they could. Yeah. Uh, they could be looking to actually do a, a Brock versus Goldberg WrestleMania. Well, match. here's they what anyone else lined up for him. Well, but here's what I'm thinking. One thing I'm thinking about is that, you know, Undertaker is coming back on Tuesday. They could be thinking about Undertaker Goldberg at WrestleMania. And I know, I see that face you're making that is kind of stupid, and they're like more exciting young guys that Undertaker is wrestling, especially since Undertaker at this point tends to have better matches with young guys um, who can, like, make up for his lack of mobility. But... Um, WWE tends to love these fucking... I mean, we're we're having Brock versus Goldberg, right? They love these big, dumb, two marquee names from ten years ago punching each other. I, but we still, we both pick Brock because, you know, that's just what your common sense would suggest. So, yeah, that's our Survivor that's Series. That's it. That's our Survivor Series rundown. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Um, I know we went uh, a little long with this, but hopefully you guys watch Survivor Series. Uh, let us know how it is. Um, yeah, that's something you should do. Like, tweet at us or find us on Facebook. Uh, tell us what you, uh, after this Sunday, tell us what you thought about Survivor Series. Yep. Um, we're, we'll be tweeting it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, be. Yeah, this is our our last bit of Survivor Series coverage. Uh, Survivor Series is going to be this Sunday, um, Sunday October Sunday, or no, excuse me, November Sunday, what twentieth? Yeah. November twentieth, I believe, is going to be Survivor Series. Um, yeah, so check that out. It's going to be eight p.m. Get on the you know, WWE Network. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, like all the matches we talked about today, you can find that stuff on the WWE Network. If you want to watch Raw, uh, well, Raw is happening right now, and SmackDown will have aired by the time you see this. But if you want to watch the Raw and SmackDown after that, um, Sportsnet, the, they air on Sportsnet in Canada and on the USA Network in the United States. If you're in Canada, you can subscribe to Sportsnet now um, for a, a nominal monthly fee. You can get all the Sportsnet channels. Um, we'd like to thank um, the... Central City Brewing uh, for their Thor's Hammer Barley Wine. Alex was a huge fan. I actually, slowly as the night goes, went on, and it, I had kind of like, it's kind of weird. We had it was a little bit too cold. I feel mm. like it needed to be a little bit warmer. It needed to settle down a little bit. I kind of agree with that. I'm, I'm, I'm easing into it. It's a sipper. Like okay. I said, for it's sure, not, for not sure. Kind of you're going to down. But it's cold winter's eve. 
This would be great. Just sitting down on this if you're like There's a fan some of some spices them. in there. Yeah. Just coming out from that yeast and the barley. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, good beer. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. So I just like everybody to, um, if you can, if you got a minute, uh, take a minute of your day, find us, rate and review us on iTunes if you if that's the service you use. If you if you're using a different uh, podcast hosting service to find us, uh, rate and review us there. Um, we're on Google Play Music. We're also uh, find us on SoundCloud and like us there. Um, follow us on Twitter. We're at Hops and Drops um, there. Find us on Facebook at Hops and Elbow Drops. Um, please like. If you don't mind following us and, and sharing our posts, we don't uh, advertise at all. This is we yeah. rely on you guys telling your friends um, to to get more listeners for this show. We really appreciate it when you do that. Um, it makes a big difference to us. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. We love you guys, and we Bye. will see you next week with a very special episode. Um, we will be talking about our live experience because we're going to go see SmackDown in Ottawa um, on November twenty second. And hey, if you guys are gonna, if there's anyone, anyone in Ottawa is gonna be there, um, you know where to get us. Like we just said, at Hops and Drops. Talk to you guys later. Beep.